Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Empire Self Podcast. This is your host, Mark A. Turnipseed, and I am so happy to be here to be talking about all those little things that hold us back from creating and becoming the empire of self and of hope that we want to be to project out into this world to get the success that we deserve, that we desire, and to expel the love and the generosity and the goodness that we know that's inside of our heart that we want the whole world to see. But something is just holding us back from doing that. What on earth is holding you back today from being the empire of hope and life and love for everyone in your life, including yourself? Ask yourself that. Every single day when you wake up, ask yourself, is there anything out there? Is there anything out there holding me back from being a beacon, an absolute beacon of light and hope and guidance and 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 just a little bit of serenity and calm when everybody else is just in chaos of the storm what is it holding you back from that guys there's a lot holding me back from that a lot holds me back from that i'm here on this microphone talking to you about this Not because I'm some expert in it, but because I am some expert in being brought down by this stuff. I have so many things holding me back in life. I swear it could create an entire encyclopedia. So don't for one second think that because I'm on this side of the microphone talking about my perspective with this, that I'm some glorified spiritual leader or some business coach that's going to be offering you some groundbreaking proof and evidence that's going to help you to become your best self because I have no idea if it's going to work at all. But I know for one fact, I know one fact, I know one fact is for sure that I have a whole bunch of garbage that holds me back from being the empire self. And I know two facts, actually. I know another fact is that I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. There's other people out there in the world. And if I'm not alone, then there's also other people who have things that hold them back. Whether the same things that help me get out of being stuck are going to be the same things that help you developing your empire of hope and self, then I don't actually know. I can't actually project that it's going to come true for you, but I can tell you that throughout my self-assessment, throughout my internal journey, as I look and as I journal about this stuff and as I meditate about it and I think about how I can use it to help people to, to understand both where I'm at and how to get from where I was to where I am now, in case they want to take that journey, then I've got to find a way to articulate it. And so while I meditate on this type of stuff, I have some sort of some sort of higher purpose than just edifying myself, than just saying, okay, I'm going to discover these things that are holding me back so that I can just be my best self. That has never, y'all, it has never been my motivation. And I think that may be part of what is been so mm, important to my success over the past five years. I mean, to be able to come from basically homeless 
and as a heroin addict, to owning a business, a best-selling author, an Ironman triathlete in five years, you know, it really did take a lot. And oftentimes I undermine it, but it really did take a lot. And to be able to, 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 to sift through all of that garbage, right? I didn't really understand what I was doing until I've had a few years now to look back at it. And what really started, one of the main things that really started is that my journey very, very early on, it was not so much about trying to become an Ironman or trying to start a business, but it was it was rather, how can I take the little things that I'm going through today and bring light into other people's lives through it? And I think the desire for that stemmed from the belief that I had spent a good portion of my life creating chaos and drama and pain and fear in other people's lives rather than hope and love and life. And so very early on, as I started to walk this journey, it was about, okay, let's measure how much life I'm bringing. Let's measure how many smiles I'm bringing today. Let's measure how many times I leave a conversation and I believe that I uplifted that person. That's a whole different frame of thinking than what I was thinking a week prior to starting my journey into this self-development model, right? A week prior to that, I would have been in the same exact conversation saying, what am I going to say so that I can shift that perspective of that person so that they can then perform how I need them to perform to create a life better for myself. So what am I going to do? How am I going to to do, do, do? What am I going to do and say in order to get what I want in this life, in order in order to get the the dream job, in order to get the dream boy or girl, in order to get the 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 money that I want, you know, what is going to be the things that I have to do? Or who are the people that I'm going to have to use to get there? Or what? even what are the books that I have to read? What is it all that I have to do, do, do? And then I come up with this full list of things, this full list of things that I have to do. So for instance, I could say that I have to, I have to, in order to feel good about myself, right? I have to go and do all of these things because in doing all of these things, what is going to end up happening is other people are going to look at my storybook of life. They're going to look over at my Instagram and they're going to see all these things that I've done. And then their perception of me, their perception of me, this social approval that they're offering me is now going to give me what I have been searching for all along. It's going to give me a sense of approval. It's going to give me a sense of purpose and a sense of being. It's going to finally satisfy the desires that I have, right? If I'm able to really start using everybody and doing everything that I need to do so that I project this image of who I think that I'm supposed to be. Guys, there are a hundred thousand things that are wrong with this. There are a hundred thousand places that this is going to take you that is not going to to, to directly impact your uh, uh, measure or direction towards a successful life in the way that you think that it might. And I know that for a fact because I lived this to the nth degree for so many years. And the there there's there there's the, there's a big issue with adopting the um, philosophy that that social approval 
means more than the intrinsic and purpose-based approval that stems out of your value systems and your belief systems and your own personal identity and self-worth. There is a lot of difference between seeking out social approval and searching and seeking out your own heart's approval. This takes the, the, the difference. The difference is not, however, a amount of work. The difference is just a simple perspective shift. Okay, a lot of people may say that, well, you know, seeking social approval is going to be easy because all I have to do is develop the numbers, right? Social approval can be set like this. A store manager tells his client tells his staff that they need to create they need to create an atmosphere where they're generating $10,000 a week of sales. Okay, this is a wonderful example of social approval. Every single staff member inside of there then is going to be saying, "What do I have to do? What do I have to do to make these sales happen?" And then they're going to be doing things with the end result in mind of a $10,000 sale at the end of the month. Now, if they're running around the whole time thinking, I've got to make this $10,000 sale, I've got to make this 10 I've got to make this sale so I can make that $10,000 sale because if I don't, I'm not going to get my Christmas bonus type of thing. We're in a situation that is a very fear-based situation. This individual is wondering if their performance and if their sales are going to give their manager the perception that this person is a qualified representative of the company, not only qualified, but qualified enough to receive the Christmas bonus. This is social approval. This is the state of social approval. Now we can take this all the way back. We can take this all the way back and, and, and dial it into every single little thing that we do personally. How many times do you, do you post an Instagram post and you look at it 30 minutes, 45 minutes, even a day later to see how many likes you've gotten? And how many times have you posted a TikTok video and you've gotten three views or three likes and you recognize the feeling the next day when you post a video and you get a hundred likes. How many of you have noticed the difference of that feeling? And how many of you have noticed that that feeling, as it happens over and over again, it becomes, it becomes your, your, your moods, your, your happiness becomes contingent on that end result, on that social approval. If that's the case, if you head in that direction in anything that you do, social media is a great place to look at it. It's probably one of the easiest places to slip into it. But if you can notice it inside of something as easy to notice as social media, then you can take the exact same experience. Then you simply take the exact same experience and you go, okay, every time that I that I post a video, I feel this feeling. I see this pattern. I, I'll look at it 30 minutes later and I'll have this, this euphoria feeling, all right? Because I've I've received 15 likes instead of five. If that's the case and you do start feeling that, then say, where else in my life might this might this same might the 
this very same thing be affecting my actual behaviors? Because if I'm doing things to create social approval and social likes, then what I'm doing is I'm using that to gauge my focus and to direct my behaviors in the present moment. I am literally making a decision of my day of my one beautiful day that I get on this planet to glorify God. I'm using that one magical day for social approval of another person. Do you realize the gravity of what is at stake here? Your very life is at stake here. If you actually really dilute this all the way down to what it really means that you're doing is you're actually becoming a prisoner to others. In the Tao Te Ching, he says that those who abide by other people's opinions are prisoners to another person. How true is that? I feel like that is so very true. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's maybe not even that you're a slave to another person. It's that you may be, have come a slave to social approval in general. You have social approval in Instagram. You have social approval in your school. You have social approval at your gym when you go and work out in the morning. You have social approval while you're driving down the road. You have social approval while you are walking through the airport. Am I projecting myself as the person who I need everybody else out there to believe? Because if they start, if they start treating me differently, if they, if they don't smile at me as much while I'm walking through the airport, then that means that I am not projecting myself. I'm not receiving the likes that I need. I'm not receiving the hearts. I'm only receiving little like buttons. I'm not receiving the hearts. Where are my hearts? I'm walking through this airport and I'm not getting any hearts. What's going on here? I'm obviously not wearing the right clothes. I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I don't have the right face on. Maybe I'm not smiling right. Maybe my hair's messed up. All of this stuff creates such a social anxiety that now I don't even want to go to the fucking airport. I don't even want to go to the fucking airport because I'm so scared that I'm not going to be able to be the person who I need to be for this social approval because every time I go out there, I see something that shows me that I'm not. I see somebody's facial expression or somebody doesn't laugh, laugh at a joke. It starts to become a very, very sensitive, slippery slope. If you keep on gliding down this direction, if you feel yourself going into this and being, you know, being really swayed by, by likes or, or even by, by when, you, when, you're, when you're driving in the car and you see somebody right beside you who's going a little bit faster and you push it a little bit faster, do you recognize that that person is actually guiding your fucking life? That person who you're now racing is actually guiding your entire life and in a split second of a moment they could take it from you? Do you recognize that you have handed your life over to somebody else the minute you engage in road rage? Do you, do you recognize that your social anxiety is driving you to the point of a near-death experience where you could literally die because you are scared that this other person in beating you is going to make you feel less than? 
Now, so many people tell me that they don't feel this way, that, oh, Mark, you, 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 I, it's, 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 it's crazy how deep you feel. And then I get out on the highway and I see every single person doing this. I see every single person risking their very life so that they can come out ahead and feel a little bit better. And, and then you might say, well, I was in a rush to make it to my meeting. Well, why is it so freaking important to make it to the meeting that you're going to risk your life and other people's lives? It's not because of your productivity. It's not because you think this meeting is going to change the entire world. It's not. The reason is, is your social perception of yourself. If you get in there, that meeting late, everybody's going to think less of you. That, I can guarantee you, is the reason. Because the one man who I, who I am personally supposed to look up to, Jesus Christ, he never, he never in the history of his life was walking through a town and somebody slowed him down and he said, no, I'm going to start walking in front of you. I am going to, I'm going to push you out of the way. Instead, if somebody was stopped on the side of the road, he didn't, he didn't honk at them to move over. He stopped there. He stopped and asked, how can I help you? He was the only one actually out there saving the world. So this next meeting that you're racing to, ask yourself, am I driving myself? Is my stress, is my anxiety, is it compelling me to build an empire of hope and life and light for everyone out there? Or is my social anxiety, is my stress, is my need to confirm my identity or my need to confirm who I am? Is that really actually just pulling me back? Or maybe... Maybe you think it's still helping you. If you think it's still helping you, then maybe it's time to give yourself a little thought experiment. Social approval, I've come to recognize, is a search to relieve anxiety by confirming the identity we believe others expect from us. For instance, I can feel it a lot when I'm running. If I don't run longer or faster than this guy who comes up right next to me, right? So I'm running, I'm running along, and then, then all of a sudden this guy comes right up next, next to me. If I'm not running faster than this guy, right? This, this used to happen to me very early on in my, in my fitness career. I would, I would hop into the pool, and then I would see someone swimming. And if I wasn't swimming as fast as them, then I started to feel less than myself. But I didn't really feel less than myself because of what I thought about myself. I loved who I was. I was so excited to even be swimming four laps at a time. What I was really sad about is that that other person was over there making fun of me. Now, the truth of the matter is that other person wasn't making fun of me at all. Instead, that other person is actually probably, while they're passing me, feeling a lot of light and love and happiness about their strength, <laughs> and I should be celebrating with them. I shouldn't be feeling bad that I can't go as far or as long or as fast as them. I should be celebrating with them. I should be, I should be looking over going, good job, man. Way to go past me. I'm so excited about you. Way to go. Now, the difference between that perspective or that reaction and that uh, it, it is based on their perception, right? So if I have the perception of social approval, when somebody passes me, I'm going to think that I'm less than, and I'm going to think that I'm less than because they think that they're more than. But if I look at it differently, if I look 
at it as this person is passing me. Now I'm going to celebrate their strengths. I'm going to celebrate their strengths. Then what I'm doing is I'm taking it outside of myself. I'm giving them their strengths and I'm celebrating it with them. We both then become a closer team. We become a team. In fact, I begin to encourage them to move faster. In essence, they actually will end up encouraging me to move faster. We'll grow a closer relationship. We'll develop a stronger sense of community inside of the gym. We'll be encouraging each other to push forwards, to be stronger, to be a better person. In the other instance, I'm fearful every time I get into the pool now. I'm so scared that that other guy is going to be in there and he's going to make me feel bad about myself because he's going to beat me. I'm so scared that I'm not going to be able to live up to my expectations, to my social approval expectations. Now, if I'm in the pool and somebody starts beating me and I'm based on purpose-based intrinsic approval, then it doesn't matter if somebody's faster or slower than me. The only thing that I'm thinking about is how can I use this interaction, what's going on, to better their experience in this life. Because mine, in that moment, is just fine. I am so pleasantly happy with my current state of being so blessed that I'm swimming in fresh water that I can see down to the bottom in, I can breathe in, I could even take a couple of sips and be fine in, and I am swimming laps instead of, I don't know, some other thing that I would not want to be doing. And in this state, I'm developing a sense of camaraderie and team that the next day I'm excited about coming to the gym with. Guys, if you have a problem going to the gym, develop a little bit of community by encouraging one another. There's so many people in the gym with these strict faces and just like this, just blah. I'm just here trying to push my weight and just be stronger than the next person. Now, if you go in there and you start changing this into a purpose-based intrinsic approval approach where you're going in and you're just like, I am going to encourage this person and I'm going to use my strength or lack of strength to help encourage other people. So if somebody is working out next to me and I see them lifting a heavier weight, instead of picking up the weight that's a little bit heavier than them to kind of to kind of show them that I'm stronger, right? I'm going to force myself. This is just a practice. This is that thought experiment that I want you to try. Next time you see yourself in the gym and somebody lifts up a weight and starts, starts cranking it, and you know, you know that that's actually your weight. They're doing it. And you have a choice. You can go down five pounds or you can go up five pounds. I can almost guarantee you every single time I have the proclivity towards going up five pounds. I go up five pounds. I go up five pounds for the purpose of going, I'm going to show that guy (laughs) that I am stronger than him. And when I do that, I don't feel very good. Sometimes I even hurt myself, right? And it, and it doesn't, it doesn't, increase. It doesn't improve anything. And it only, if I continue to live my whole life like that, it only adds to anxiety. It only adds to anxiety and it's not sustainable because you simply can't win all the time and there's no point. But if I go the other way, right? If I go the other way and that guy lifts that weight and I go look at him and I go look at him, lift that weight and I go, man, yeah, you are killing that. You are, your form is so much better than me on that weight. I am very impressed. Instantly, instead of 
anger and resentment and this weird competitive drive becomes a collaborative and encouraging situation. The other guy right there, his workout gets better. My workout gets better. And the next day that we see each other, we now have a fucking friendship. Woo! Ha! If that is not a wonderful way of approaching building an empire of self, of hope, and of light, then I don't know what is. Then I don't know what is. Then I'm at a loss of words. If you don't want to do that simple little approach of instead of competing over everything based on some weird social approval and instead trying to use those situations to create collaboration, mutual encouragement, and a sense of fulfillment, then you likely are listening to the wrong podcast. This is about taking action in your life. This is about creating a better world. And if you're not interested in doing that, if you're not interested in feeling better yourself, then just simply don't do this stuff. Stay social approval based. Stay constantly scanning your surroundings. Keep your Instagram close. Look at it every five to 10 minutes. Make sure that you're getting all your likes and approvals based on the different statuses that you're posting. Make sure that you're projecting that you're wise, that you're stronger, that you're faster, that you have the better car that can whip around quicker that you deserve to be in the front of the line. Now, you keep on doing that stuff. You keep on doing that stuff. I, on the other hand, have found that by doing that stuff, I am generally very, very anxious. I have a sense of generalized anxiety. I develop confidence issues. My decision-making skills are impacted and affected, and sometimes I even become debilitated. My enjoyment is reduced. And one of the biggest things is I'm completely taken out of the present. For instance, a thought will come in, a wise thought or something. Maybe even this thought, free yourself for the need for social approval. Maybe that thought comes up and I just post it onto Instagram. And then I spend the next 30 minutes looking at it to see who agrees. Free yourself from the need for social approval. Social approval is not as important as intrinsic approval. What if I just posted that? If I just posted that and started looking for the results, then I wouldn't have this podcast. Then I wouldn't have done the 30 minutes of research and reading and stuff that was helping me to create this content and for me to understand how it played in my life and for me to the read the article out of the out of the business review from Harvard if i if i did not take that time right and i just simply posted the content then there would be no fruit to it and this is how it can work in a lot of businesses so if you think about it as a team leader and you want to lead people to be to become more productive in their work, then you're going to have to create a sense of uh, intrinsic and purpose-based approval and not social approval. Social approval would have me simply just tweet, the need for social approval is not as important as the need for purpose-based intrinsic approval. And I'd probably get 70 likes. Okay? Wonderful. And then people just scroll right past it. Or I simply sit here and concentrate on this And instead of going, I want to get a couple of likes, I go, 
I want to help impact one person, and I want to further understand this topic. I want to further understand this topic because if I do, then I can I can project it out and help people to gain more light. If I do that, then all of a sudden I start taking the one sentence and I go find some research and I back it up and I start start taking care of my craft and my art. It becomes a fun project. It becomes something that I'm driven towards. It becomes something that has a higher purpose. That's the way we want our individuals to work. If somebody comes over to paint your house, for instance, do you think they're going to have a better work ethic if they believe in the purpose of what you do, of, of you as a person, of, of, telling, of, of letting them know that your house is so very important because it gives you the purpose that helps you further your mission, that is aligned with their mission, that is aligned with their vision of, of, of hope and life and laughter in the families. If that happens, if you're able to make that connection with your painter, that painter is going to take more time and he's going to enjoy the process better because he knows that he has a higher purpose further than the purpose of getting the $85 to paint your room. He has a higher purpose now. And then if it takes multiple days, every single connection that you make with him is not based on the end result, but it's rather based on the shared mission. It's based on the shared construction of this purpose-based intrinsic approval system. Now, in order to develop this inside of our very life or inside of the life of our company, it does create... It does create a need for a full systematic review of our values and how we're going to start interacting with each other. But after we do that full review, after we really do look at all the different things that we can, all the different perspectives that we can shift inside, it can become a hugely beneficial experience. So just so you know, in personal life, it's going to increase the enjoyment and productivity, it's going to decrease anxiety, and it's going to increase confidence if I am going to be based on my purpose and my intrinsic approval system. Now for business, this is very interesting. In an article from the Harvard Business Review, there was a a recent uh, study that was done at Better Up Labs that said that that people on average would offer up 23% of their lifetime earnings or about $21,000 a year until retirement in exchange for work that gave them a sense of purpose. Let me read that again. 23% of the lifetime earnings, or about $21,100 a year until retirement, in exchange for work that gave them a sense of purpose. How much are you willing to sacrifice so that you have a sense of purpose? Those people who did that survey, they were clearly able to look at and say, wait a second, if tomorrow, if tomorrow I came into this job and I had a fulfilling sense of purpose, I would give up 23% of my salary so that I can feel better about being in this chair tomorrow. 23% of my salary. And you know what's insane is that the managers, the CEOs, the business people out there, they think that all people care about is getting that salary. 
I hear so often now, I hear so often in fellow CEOs, man, the salaries, all these people, all these people are coming out of college. They're just demanding so much salary. They think they're so highly qualified that they deserve $120,000 right out of their bachelor's or even right out of their graduate program. They're demanding super high salaries. <laughs> what they don't recognize is that none of these, none of these CEOs, right, recognize this statistic. 23% of their, their will, those same individuals are actually willing, even though they're saying, I want $120,000 for you to hire me. They're, they're saying, I want $123,000 for you to hire me. But if you can give them a purpose that they are willing to offer up 23% of that, you recognize how much money that saves you in the hiring process. Do you recognize how much that saves you in the internal dialogue process of you making your own decisions throughout the day? Do you realize how much that saves you in your own personal emotional investment of every action and behavior that you take? Do you recognize that this very concept is you selling your entire life or you get given your entire life as a blessing? You either get to sell your soul for social approval and the nitty-gritty ever search for something unsustainable. Or you get the option to live a purpose-based life that's structured on an intrinsic approval system and you get given your life back. You get given your life back and those things that you used to think were so necessary, become rather obsolete. Even money itself, the very thing that you believe drives this world when you have purpose, becomes obsolete. At least it becomes 23% obsolete. 23% obsolete is good for me. If I can make something in my life something that seems like it's purposeless to begin with, if I can make that seem like it's 23% less important, then I'm going to do that because I know for a fact that that's going to then free up so much space in my life that I can start directing energy towards the things that matter, towards the things that spread light and love and hope in this world. Everybody... I don't believe that there's a strong close-off for this, but I do believe that we have an answer. I do believe that there is an answer for all this chaos that's going on. And I believe that this answer is learning to direct our approval as an intrinsic value system and belief system within our very hearts and that this is a purpose-based focus of life and that this purpose-based focus, every decision that I make having the purpose of not some end result, but the simple purpose of growing encouragement, 
growing community, growing connection. If I have that focus, then I'm going to get the end result, if not much more, right? Because what I'm going to do along the whole lines of me going out towards my end result is I'm continually planting seeds. I'm continually planting these big old tree seeds. If I'm going and I'm continually planting these big old tree seeds, what ends up happening is a whole bunch of trees end up plopping up. And if a whole bunch of trees end up plopping up, they all drop seeds. And that means the next year or the next five or the next 10 years that I've been rolling around dropping connection seeds while everyone else has been dropping social approval seeds, that means my seeds are going to start to bloom. My seeds are going to start to blossom. Not only that, they're going to create more seeds that are blooming and blossom. My one, my 15 trees of, 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 pure purpose-based intrinsic approval seeds, right? They're going to create a system, a network, a community that is building up hope, positivity, and light. And this is going to be worth far more than any sort of system of social approval that was ever constructed. And I am going to live my life proving that concept. And I've seen it proved in so many other ways including any of the large companies that we look at. We look at Google, we look at Apple, any of these big companies, that's where they started. They were not based on a social approval system. They're based on a purpose-based intrinsic approval system. And I think that if you can do that to yourself, for yourself, with your friends and family, with your gym membership, with your business, I think that that is the way to reduce a whole bunch of anxiety and find a whole bunch more purpose in your life. And I know that it's working for me because I am currently on the process of doing this. I've noticed that the social approval that I've sought for so many years, for the past five years at least, has not given me anything. It's not given me anything that I've actually wanted. The only thing that I've actually benefited from, the only currency that I'm actually really satisfied with is the currency that people have given me that have showed me that, Mark, you're making my day a little bit better. You're making my life a little bit better. You're bringing a little bit of more light and encouragement into my life. That is the only thing that's made me feel better right? The sales, anything like that has not. It's all about this, this, am I making this world a better place, right? Am I living up to my values? Am I creating community and connection? And if I do see that in my life and I do look back, I feel so much better than if I look back at my Instagram and I go, wow, my post used to be making 700, 700 likes and now there's 300 likes. Right? If I look at that, all of a sudden my anxiety lifts. But if I look at the real truth of the matter, that over the past three months I've had, you know, 50 people tell me that, hey, you just you you're you just brought light in my life because of the way that you interacted with me at the gas station. You know, if I can have that encounter, then I feel ten thousand better, ten thousand times better than ten thousand likes in a heartbeat. And it lasts for, I mean, it lasts, it lasts because I can take that right out and I can go right back and I can do that again and again and again and again and again all day long. Ooh, it's so much better. Huh. 
Anyway. All right. I am over and out, guys. It's almost 40 minutes. So this has been a wonderful episode to me on Empire Self. I hope you have enjoyed this. If you have, I am looking for contributions. I am looking for sponsorship and I am looking for help in order for me to keep on producing and uh, bringing out this content for everybody. So please, 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 if you feel so inclined and if you do like this messaging, then please look over at the Podbean app or at the app that you're looking at and look at where you can support. There's a little tab there that says to join the um, oh, I don't know, fundraiser or whatever it is. And then you just make a little pledge. You can make it from $1 to $1,000 a month. So please head on over there. Help me out a little bit with Empire Self. And I am excited to bring you all the next episode when and after I am able to do more meditations and reviews to find something that is happening in my life that is going to help increase enjoyment, hope, and love in your life. All right, I'm over and out. Bless you all.